Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And as we tape today, today, uh, January 26th, uh, is the four-year anniversary of Kobe's passing and the, and, and the crash. And I wanted to just, because, look, I've heard, I, I watch Kobe's dad play a lot, okay? So the whole, uh, I know where he went to high school. His high school played in our league, okay? okay? And our league sucks. It's, it's amazing to me that one of the greatest players of all time came out of the Central League. But that said, we talked about this last week with George Blaha on Restore the Floor. Yeah. You and your generation, I mean, you're still older than Kobe, but what did Kobe mean to you? So Kobe's interesting to me because what year was he drafted? 1996, so I was 13 years old, right? And to see a high school kid go pro that wasn't a big was a big deal, right? Because Garnett was, what, the year before? Garnett was, yep, and he was a big, and... And so it was like, is this going to work? And then he played for the Lakers, and you're like, okay. Right. He was drafted by Charlotte, and his agent, oh, by the way, his name is Arn Tellum, choreographed the whole thing. And he did that dunk contest and instantly won over every teenager in this country, I think. So then he became really Kobe Bryant. Really, like when he was young, he was still young. If you go back and watch some of those oh, games, yeah. he was taking some bad yeah, well, shots. He, wasn't, he didn't start as rookie. Either. No, not at all. And he looked like an 18-year-old kid. But for me, Kobe was the perfect replacement for Michael Jordan. And what I meant by that, he never tried to... <clears throat> I felt like LeBron always wanted to prove he was better than Michael Jordan. I think Kobe always wanted to prove he was an equal to Michael Jordan which is a big difference to me because Kobe had no shame in admitting he wanted to model his right. game after him. There's videos that you can go see on YouTube, and it's amazing to watch their fadeaway jumpers and the way that they would do stuff. It's like watching a mirror, right? And so it was probably the first time that an athlete passed away that I'll always remember where I was at that moment. I was in bed watching the morning television. Yeah, I... My wife was, and I had to go. We got married in a Catholic church. Right. And I'm not Catholic, so we had to go to this Catholic class right. and all. The, and you weren't allowed to have your phones, but I had my phone, and it came across. And I'm like, Ashley, I'm sorry. I literally have to step out for a second because work came calling. Right, it's the biggest basketball player in the world right now, and he just he was confident. He was arrogant, but at the same time, it seemed like. He was good to the fans. Like for he the most part, yes. Always he seemed to old. have a smile on his face. When he came here, I'll always remember this. I don't know what year it was. I could go back and look, but Andrew Bynum was a rookie, right? So they played at the Palace. I'm like, I gotta I like to measure up athletes and see how big they are in real life compared to on TV. Every Laker left that locker room. And Kobe wouldn't talk until every Laker left the locker room. So we must have waited a good forty five minutes to an hour. He came out, he talked for 20 minutes, answered every single question, and had the biggest blue diamond earrings that I have ever, like, 
anything that I've ever seen. And it was such a cool moment. But he embraced basketball. I used to go to the shoot-arounds if yeah. I didn't go to the games. And I, you know, not all, all the time, but sometimes, as you know, I'll throw the Philly card and where I went to high school. And he was, he goes, I said, I, I said, my high school was Marple Newton. I said, Marple, we never had any good basketball players. We were always bad. You guys, you know, Lower Martin was always good, even obviously before you went there. He goes, yeah, but our football and baseball teams always sucked. I couldn't understand why we, Lower Martin, never had a good football or basketball team, it, or baseball team. They always had good, uh, he was just always really n- n- a nice guy. Look, he, you know, during the, the Shaq days when the Pistons blew them out, you know, he became kind of dour a little bit, and I, I get all that, but the work ethic of that guy was just, it was incredible. I watch, every once in a while, I'll watch, like, these Kobe Bryant videos talking about his workout. It's, it's really mov- motivating if you go and watch it. But there was some teammate that he had that was talking about it, that he the teammate showed up at, like, 6 a.m., and Kobe's already there shooting and doing workout. He's got a full sweat, blah, blah, blah. He says to Kobe, he's like, what time did you get here? He's like, before you. <laughs> and so the guy said the next day he was going to get there at 4 a.m. Kobe's there. He's got a full sweat, already finished the workout. And Kobe said, you will never beat me in this gym, ever. <laughs> will you get here before I will? Wow. And it's that kind of work ethic that – it sets the example, right? And so when we've talked about the Pistons, and I talked about in the past Ben Wallace going back out on the Palace floor and shooting free throws after a loss, that was Kobe Bryant to a T. Mm-hmm. You were never going to outwork the guy. And he said it. He goes, even at the age of 10 years old, he figured out kids can't guard a left hand. I'm going to go to my left every single time until those kids figured it out. But he was that kind of kid. Obviously, his father played basketball, and he had this unique life where he traveled all around the world and could speak Italian and this and that. But for a kid that didn't go to college, right, was probably told he was the greatest since he was 10 years old, he seemed to have a level head on his shoulders other than the stuff that happened in Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. That's the one blemish on him. Right. And that, and not to minimize it, yes, it is. is, That's his one blemish, right? No doubt. And so, whatever happened, but it seemed like I'm not praising him for whatever happened, but it seemed like that guy saw his life was almost gone. Mm -hmm. Everything that he had worked for. So the Pistons uh, this weekend, home and home, not home and home, two home games against Washington and Oklahoma City. Uh, I expect them to split those two, and then um, next next week. Uh, they go to Cleveland on Wednesday, and then coming to the pal the palace, coming to the Little Caesars Arena on Friday night, is the Beard, Kawhi, Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook, who's making threes without shoes and, now, and the L.A. Clippers are coming to town. They have a tough stretch, and then, in those they, three and then games. the Orlando Magic come in, and then, and then the, the Pistons, Kings after that. Yeah, and then the Pistons go on the West Coast after that. So uh, it is restore the floor. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. And what the hell, go Lions!